0: Hello everyone, this is Dr. Pamela Brewer welcoming you to this edition of 530 as part of the transitions tuesday series here on mind talk transitions tuesday has long been about the kinds of transitions that people experience and how they navigate those transitions for this period of time we are focusing on a 79 year old man who was recently diagnosed with mixed dementia and how that is affecting his today his tomorrow, and his recollections of his yesterday. With that, I would like to say welcome again to Jim Brown. Hello, Mr. Brown. Hello there. So, it's been a week since we've talked, and I want to know how your week has been. What's life been like for you?
1: It's been uh, standard in the sense that I haven't, I can't say that there's anything unusual that's going on with me. Because as I experience this whole situation, I experienced life as i've as, I, as I've experienced it, I'm just more aware of uh, the, the the condition now, and it gets me uh, closer to myself in terms of understanding that there's a lot of uh, what I what I look at as being um, uh, life itself as being a part of of living.
0: Do you experience any changes in your memory?
1: None that's noticeable. Okay. Uh, When I say noticeable, I mean I I do have uh, moments where I do feel very uh, challenged, but not to a point where i i have a uh, clear recollection of uh of problems
0: so when you say challenged challenged in what way with respect to memory or or movement or what
1: memory okay. uh there are times when 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 uh, uh i'll just say working with you it is very often that you may re- may recall that uh you have to remind me of something that I had uh, had forgotten That's when it comes to the program. Okay. Uh, and it's not... I, I don't attribute all of that to dementia. I, I attribute that to me over my life as being uh, things that I, f- that I forget. In other words, I look at it, and maybe this is not right, but I look at it, for instance, um, if I... Uh, uh, I can remember simple thing like going to uh, uh, going to run an errand and not remembering all the details as to what I'm supposed to do and uh, if I go shopping and not don't write it down I r- might re- forget what uh, all of what I'm supposed to pick up and not get everything that I need to get
0: and, you know, I think the challenge with that, Jim, as I think we touched on a bit uh, before, is that every uh, memory challenge does not mean dementia. Um, every dementia is not Alzheimer's, although Alzheimer's, if you have Alzheimer's, you have dementia. If you have dementia, it may not particularly be Alzheimer's. Uh, so, you know, walking into a room and forgetting why you walked into the room. You can't make, just based on those things alone, you can't make a diagnosis and to never try to diagnose yourself. And I think one of the points that we've also made and will continue to make is that life doesn't stop once you get the diagnosis and the the experience of Alzheimer's doesn't begin once you get the diagnosis because typically people evidence sometimes small, subtle, and then less subtle and less subtle changes may or may not think about getting meeting with a a neurologist to begin to get a sense of what's going on. One of the things that you and I have talked about is how easy it is to misinterpret what is going on with you uh, and to attach it to something else, not enough sleep, too much sleep, all kinds of things.
1: True, true. I, I understand that part. I think what I'm concerned about mostly is how I have uh, allowed myself to to adjust to uh, situations uh, and not realize that the condition does have an effect on my life mm. and not in a way that I can readily recognize uh, off the bat. In other words, uh, when I was talking earlier about uh, uh, not being able to um, to remember uh, a simple thing like a shopping list or something of that sort. that's what that's one thing but uh, being also the kind of person I am I don't want to forget those kind of experiences because I realize that if I get to a point where I, where I, where I ignore them then they can become Enormous in other aspects of my life, so I want to make sure that I stay conscious of the fact that I that I, that I'm not perfect, but I do have a tendency to to um, not recall readily uh, things that I should. Uh, I realize that that is a problem that I have, and that uh, that could be attributed to dementia. It may not. I don't know.
0: Right. Let's talk a little bit about a little bit more about your history, uh, just your professional history, and then I'd like to sort of move up the line a bit and talk about some of the work that you uh, have done since you left Howard University in Washington D.C. But while you were at Howard and in Washington D.C., and also while you were in New York, uh, there were many people who crossed your path who held a measure of significance for you. I'm not going to ask you to list every single person because that would be cruel and unusual treatment. But I am going to ask you to, uh, of some of the people that you've worked with, uh, you know, there's one person who, I always remember this story that you told me years ago, and that's the story about the person who um, is known as P. Diddy. Remember that story? (laughs) He came to you when you when he was a student at Howard, and you were on the faculty. And tell us what he asked you.
1: Well, he came as a. This is very early in his career, and I don't know if he still remembers it or not. But he was very, very much into what, if I recall, the terminology would use it at the hip hop and so forth. He was very much into it, and I was uh, in my stage or my level of understanding at that time was very much opposed to it and i was saying to him oh, you know you need to stay at howard and do this and do that and stay and get away from that hip-hop stuff because it's not going to be here very very long <laughs> and yeah mr but well, this is just 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 the future and i said oh yeah right okay <laughs> and uh look at him now I,
0: I i think he proved you a little bit wrong on that one not a little bit very <laughs> much <laughs>
1: And I don't know if he remembers the conversation, but he and his friend would come to my office and sit and talk, but but he was very, very, very much determined to do what he w- was to do in life, and he did it, and he did well for himself, very well.
0: And, you know, a, an interest, regardless of what you think about his music or his lifestyle or any of that, the fact is that he had a dream, and he went for it, and... We have to imagine that, at least in some significant ways, he has met his dream and enjoyed it. Very much so,
1: very much so. Very successful businessman and uh, uh, talent and so forth. He's done. He's done well.
0: And and there are other you. One of the things that you talked about earlier was just the the students at Howard and how you. Um, how you worked with them, and your students have gone on to be quite competent professionals in their own right. Do you recall some of the places where your students have worked or are working?
1: Oh, you know, it, it, when I look back over the list, I'd have to be looking at a list of students, and and and, and I remember a lot of a lot of our students went to work for um, for. Um, plans like ABC News and NBC and CBS and, and so forth, and they're all around, all, ar- all throughout the industry, all out the world. In fact, uh, we have people in, in, in the Caribbean, people in Africa, people in uh, all over the United States, in California, from, from the East Coast to the West Coast, who have gone through our program, who... Who know me by name, and I can't recall all of their names. I'm sorry, folks, but but I do know that uh, that they're out there, and uh, they have uh, have stated in, in no uncertain terms that they have uh, that they have uh, uh, they can they can they can they can say that their experience at Howard has made a difference in their life.
0: You know what, Jim? I'm going to make a request, which I did not discuss with you ahead of time, but I'm going to ask that all of those listening who are have former connection or current connection with Jim Brown, just, and you're listening to the program, just send him an email and say hey at uh, jim at mindtalk.org, m-y-n-d-t-a-l-k dot o-r-g. Not sure if that request met with your approval, Mr. Brown, but there it is. It's out in the universe. Well, that's
1: true. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have said that myself, but I would love to hear from people. Period. <laughs> Jim, you, y-
0: you left. Ho- you retired from Howard. Uh, and what did you do after you retired from Howard in terms of the media? Did, did you just kind of decide to sit, or did you? get involved?
1: No, I was already involved and I stayed involved. Uh, while working at Howard, I was also involved in radio and uh, I was also involved in um, in other kinds of community activities. But the most important thing for me at that time was the fact that I was involved in radio and then I started to produce uh, this program, Mind Talk, while I was still at Howard. And, and doing so, uh, it, it dovetailed into a very, very uh, exciting experience because that's where I began to work uh, with you and, and all of the people at the different radio stations that I've worked at. That, uh, that really gave uh, my life a, a, a another twist, another turn because I moved uh, entirely from, uh, from television into, into radio full force.
0: You, you, in fact, have been the producer of Mind Talk for the 24 years, for 24 of the 24 years that Mind Talk has been on the air. So I do thank you for that. And in fact, you're engineering the program still, producing the program still. And in your capacity as engineer, you're telling me that it's time for us to take a break. So I'm going to take a break. We'll be right back, folks. Don't go away. Thank you. Jim, the the work that you've done in in radio and um, certainly in, in the podcast that we now do, um, much of that time was spent working at a local community radio station. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about that station and what some of those experiences were like for you.
1: Yeah, um, very early in 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 in, uh, in my life. Since I shouldn't say earlier in my life, but many years ago, over about 20 years ago at least, uh, I got involved with community work throughout the Washington D.C. area, and uh, one of the stations that really tapped my, int- my interest was the 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 WPFW radio station, and that station, uh, in my opinion, was an example of how much. Uh, Strength and freedom we should have uh, as people in being able to express ourselves and uh, that station is still alive and it was one of those stations that I felt very early in life that had had the power and the the potential to be a voice for for people uh, throughout the world not just here in Washington D.C. but throughout the world Because from Washington, D.C., I felt that that station, WPFW, could reach uh, the entire world. Uh, Not just uh, um, this country, but uh, the the entire world. And I still feel that way.
0: And uh, WPFW, that's 89.3 FM on on the dial.
1: In Washington, D.C.
0: But it's also streaming live uh, online. So, in fact, they do have worldwide listeners.
1: They do. And it could be much stronger if we had the kind of support that, uh, that's necessary to make it work. Uh, in other words, it, it's, it's a station that depends a great deal on listener support. And that listener support is what has kept the station alive for over 45 years. And in order for it to be the station that it can be, it's going to have to increase that support and increase not uh, just a support but increase the, 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 the monetary uh, 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 support that's necessary to make it busy, to make it the kind of business that it should be.
0: So I would say after somebody chooses to endow mine Talk, so we can go on forever, they can also endow WPFW. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair.
1: That's another way of putting <laughs> it, but but the most important thing for, for on this topic is to for people to understand that in order for a station like that to survive, it has to have that support. And uh of course for 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 a radio show or for 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 a broadcast like ours, like Mind talk, in order for it to survive, it has to have support as well.
0: You have done a great deal of volunteer work. When you say community work, I would say 95% of the time, if not more, that's volunteer work. How does that feed you?
1: Financially, it doesn't. <laughs> but it gives me the, the, the spiritual and the uh, personal energy and the intellectual energy that I need to move forward no one who works in the industry the way I do, uh, I should say, people who work in the industry the way I do, do not necessarily uh, benefit from anything financial. Most of us are, 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 are struggling financially. And we get our benefit from doing and helping people to do what's necessary to move life forward. Uh, that's what that's where I get my, my, my energy from. Uh, there's no real uh, financial benefit. It's just a, a, a spiritual, uh, intellectual, uh, conscious effort that I try to maintain to make sure that I'm supporting and serving people. Uh, that's what it's about.
0: Jim as you have slowly begun to share with people the fact of how your life changed on 530 what kind of feedback have you been getting from folks
1: um it's very difficult for people to understand that is that the order in which or that the the actual condition of uh, dementia is one that uh, that doesn't stop you from functioning but it makes people concerned and it makes people understand that there are certain aspects of you that, oh 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 that I, I, I'm sorry. there are certain aspects of me that, that will continue to be and in order for them to be very uh, uh, present with me it should not let the fact that I'm suffering with, or that I that that dementia is something that will keep them from or keep me from understanding who they are, and, and, and they should be very open and, and honest with me. People have a tendency when they when they hear, and this is something that I've experienced recently, when they hear about the uh, uh, about the condition. They tend to shy away and and not want to have direct conversation with you. And uh, that is troublesome for me. But I do know that, I do understand why they do that. I do not have uh, any friends that I would not want to talk to about my condition. Uh, Any of them, and I want them to understand that. And I would love for them to engage in conversations with me about me because that gives me uh, confidence and more energy to uh, to deal with uh, who I am.
0: You know, it's interesting because um, I, I think, Think you would agree with this? We live in a society uh, where, by and large, if we think that there that somebody else is an other, whatever that other is. We tend to treat it like it's contagious, and we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to think about it, and we certainly don't want to talk to them about it. And then there are people who really don't understand. You know, A couple of people have, um, in, in response to an earlier uh, interview with you, have wanted to know how you're doing now you know if if you're all better if it's all gone now and dementia is a progressive illness it's not one that you take a pill and it goes away although we wish that it would and there's all kinds of research in fact we have uh... interview coming up with uh, a doc who's talking about some new ways of understanding uh... dementia and alzheimer's in particular but well, you tell me. I don't want to ramble on. Would Would you agree that people tend to not want to talk about it in general? Kind of get scared and want to talk about the weather or something. Uh,
1: that's true. Most people they don't know what to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's know, true. They don't know what to say and how to say it. Uh, uh, the recent conversations I've had with people uh, have been very positive. We just talk straight up. You know, this is what's going on with me, and they and they were open with me and honest with me. And I was able to have some very frank, very uh, encouraging conversations with them and felt very free and and honest and, 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 and able to say to them exactly how I felt about things, which to me was more important than uh, somebody who wanted to beat around the bush and not really talk directly to me. I I, I enjoyed... Uh, a recent conversation I had with with uh, with a former student, who was very very um, very supportive and very very active in her days at uh, at, at Howard. Do you want to mention her name? Sure, Molette uh, Green is her name now. She's N- she's on Channel Four. Yeah, NBC. NBC. Uh, she's very very positive lady. Has always been. Uh, very positive in everything that she does and she teaches her children the same thing. She has two beautiful daughters who, uh, who, who, I, uh, who I think are going to be great in their own right but she has uh, she's always been supportive and she's still very supportive and I felt very, very confident very comfortable talking to her about me and my life and what's going on with me now.
0: So your students, some of who came to you with children, now have children of, of their own, huh? That's true. What's that like? <laughs> oh, it's interesting.
1: <laughs> I'm sitting there as I was talking to her last week uh, and looking at her two daughters, and I was saying, wow, I remember when you were there. <laughs> 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 and that was interesting. She's a, she's, a, she's a very, very positive person, and, and will do well in the industry. She's doing well now. She do, she'll do even better but i remember her as a little little girl uh coming into howard and uh, uh giggling and so forth and now she's uh she's an adult with, uh, with 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 children
0: with children of her own yes there have been many many lives that you have touched And at at the risk of repeating myself, um, I I again have to say how appreciative I am of your willingness to talk about this and to really open up the conversation. And we've had more and more conversations uh, about uh, dementia just sort of generally, but your willingness to talk about your personal experience as a man, as an African-American man, um, as a, a... a elder if you will there are some people who are diagnosed with dementia under the age of 65 and i'm i'm hoping that we'll be able to get a few people on the series to talk about that as well cuz that's another sort of a very different experience, not different necessarily in terms of the progression of the illness, but certainly perhaps different in terms of the resources that are available. Uh, let me ask you this. When you were given the diagnosis, what other information were you given other than here's what you have?
1: Mm-hmm. Do I recall all of it? No, I don't recall all of it, but I, it's it's a matter of... of I like to place it in the perspective of life. Uh, here's your condition this is the condition you have uh, and uh, uh, what I had to figure out in my own mind how, how am I going to deal with this uh, and, and that's more important to me than anything else. Uh, I don't remember the exact details as to what I was told at the time I just remember that there were things that I had to had to really latch onto and start doing. Uh, the medication, the, 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 the eating, uh, everything that has to do with a healthy body was stuff that I was familiar with, was things that I was, was familiar with, but just had not maintained on a daily basis. And uh, now I'm beginning to look more seriously at all of that because I realize my health overall, my overall health, depends on how well I take care of my body.
0: On that note, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back, and uh, we'll have a couple of wind-up thoughts for you. Folks, this is Pamela Brewer here on Mind Talk. You're listening to Jim Brown, uh, who is our featured guest. Uh, we'll be right back. We're back and you know i'd i'd like to hear from folks if you have your own story that you might like to share or your own resource that you might like to share uh i i'd just like for you to be in touch with us and and uh then the email for that is b o o k i n g at Talk again, that's M-Y-N-D-T-A-L-K dot O-R-G. One of the things uh, that um, I think is important is for the spouses, the friends, the family, the caregivers, the people who are around the person who has a diagnosis throughout the course of the diagnosis. Um, you know, I, I Actually, Jim, I think I need to interrupt myself because I keep referring to it as the diagnosis as though it's a separate thing in the room. And in fact, it it becomes integrated into your life and part of who you are. It does not define your life, but it is a part of your life.
1: Thank you for saying that because it's it's important for people to understand that uh, it is part of life and you need to look at it as part of life and uh, however, you want to express yourself, uh, do so. Uh, express yourself in 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 writing or send uh, uh, even a f- even a phone call uh, uh, might sometime help. But the most important thing is for you to 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 just talk about your experience. The more I talk about my experience, the better I feel. Um, the more, more information I give about me, the better I feel. The strength in me uh, is being able to talk about me, uh, to talk about how I feel, to talk about what I'm feeling, and to talk about uh, what I'm going through. Uh, that gives me strength. And uh, you'll find that if you do the same thing, you'll get the strength too. you you get more benefit from doing that than, 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 than not.
0: So it strikes me, Jim, that even though you have retired from Howard, you are continuing to teach.
1: <laughs> In a sense, yeah. Life is life is such that you share what you know, and I think that sharing what you know is, is teaching.
0: If there is a platform that you enjoy and you would like for us to be on that platform, send us an email and we'll see what we can do to make that happen. MindTalk is produced by Jim Brown and 26 by 2 Communications. I'll just give you those email addresses again very quickly. Uh, to contact Jim, it's jim, J-I-M, at mindtalk.org. If you want to contact me, it's pamela at mindtalk.org. And if you've got a thought or a recommendation about a resource or a potential guest on this 530 series, that email would go to booking. B-O-O-K-I-N-G at mindtalk.org and I want you to always remember if it's unacceptable it's unacceptable. You take care.